and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Sean. Lee. No Chris tonight, he's um, otherwise occupied and just want to apologise for being a couple of uh, couple of days late with this week's show, but um, we're a little bit under the weather in Three Legs Towers. Yeah, we've I'm contra- pretty sure. I'm pretty sure people are going to notice why we why we're recording this two days late, about halfway through this podcast. <laughs> if we get halfway through before there's any coughing or sniffing, I will be amazed. <laughs> it's not going to be halfway. No, nope. there we go. There you ah, go. the joys of flu. Yeah, controversially, have you got flu? I've had the sniffles, and you got this off me. I'm a man. <laughs> but yeah, controversially, <laughs> we have like a pre 2020 cold. <laughs> so not cool now. I know, it's very, very unusual. Yeah, old old school illness. Right, what's what's next? Bring on the diphtheria. <laughs> <laughs> how how I don't want to know how you get that. Uh right, so we have a new season. It's started. F one is back, etc. etc. It's race week. Um everything's happening at once. Oh god I'm... It's still race week. It's it still is. race week. It's another two. race week. My med's too strong or something. <laughs> yeah, we had the uh, we had the first race of the season. We got to see the new cars turn a wheel, turn a wheel in anger. Um, now, now that, before we do the, before we do the race, now that we've seen them on track, what do we think to the new uh, to the new twenty twenty two spec cars? Now that now that twenty twenty one has finally happened in twenty twenty two, I just had to get that in one last time. I think they look great. Especially face on when they when they, when they're heading like towards the camera, I think looks wise they look awesome. Um, I I was slightly worried by the field spread because yeah. that that seemed worse than last year. Like the the distance between like for Jesus Christ the McLarens and the uh, and the Red Bulls and Ferraris, it was like back to old McLaren Honda mm-hmm. days, wasn't it? Which I'm sure we'll it talk about. It was how in a bit. quick that spread seemed to open up as well yeah and it, could, it was like a couple of laps had gone it was mm-hmm. like 36 seconds for like front to back um i hope that closes I th- up i think that may have been a little bit artificial because of, uh there was a bit of a hold up after mick schumacher got turned around maybe there was there was at, by the end of the first lap there was a noticeable sort of those who didn't get stuck in front of the ocon schumacher thing and those behind it but it did still seem to spread mm. over those first few laps quite a bit. Considering that before this race started, we were um, hoping that the like the, the field might be split by like two or three seconds. Yeah, you know, that seems it. It just seemed like a pretty massive gap. Um, also, also there seemed to be a lot of like we we were expecting this like really close. Um, like mid-pack mm. battle, but there seemed to be a lot of gaps, you know, where there was, so you had like Red Bull, Ferrari, Gap, Mercedes, Gap was a um, Haas, mm-hmm. the, the, that seemed to be in a little little fight of their own. Um, and that seemed to, to go down the, down the order. I don't know whether that's because may, maybe the cars are, closer in performance but certain teams are doing a better job at getting on top of it quicker so if that's the case things should bunch up eventually but uh this whole this whole hope of formula one revising the rules like motor gp did that year and then all of a sudden we watched motor gp and all the bikes were together lap after lap after lap doesn't seem to have come come true 
No, it may, it may do over time. I mean, F, every F1 reboot, for want of a better description, mm-hmm. it's always taken a little while to establish a pecking order and for teams to work out where they are in, in that order and how to move further up or get things completely wrong and plummet back down, as we've seen over the last couple of years with um, certainly Williams and Haas. And you know, be, being able to tell who's got it right first, maybe maybe not an indicator of um, how it's going to be for the next three years until the uh, four years until the next big change in twenty twenty six. I mean, there's a lot of teams still trying to trying to come to terms with understanding the car, McLaren being one. Mm. It's hard to tell as well how much is car and how much is power unit because we saw all the Ferrari teams doing quite well we saw all the honda or the red bull powertrain teams having a few reliability issues except for sonoda um and then the the mercedes teams all seem to be perhaps a little bit down on where they were last year so whether that's something we're going to see a lot of variation track to track as certain tracks sort of favor different power units then who knows Mm. yeah i mean it's 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 a tricky one to start with at Bahrain, just because the temperatures are radically different to what you get for the majority of the season. I think we'll I think there's a chance when we get to Saudi Arabia this weekend we'll see other oddities going on. Because I mean, all right, it's it's going to be a couple of hours later in the day, but it's still going to be it's still going to be better on the bloody warm side. So mm. the teams that had cooling problems, uh, notably McLaren, I think the, those those same problems are still going to be there. And it it could it could be we could be well into uh, well into Europe before things get uh, things start to settle out. Yeah, um, that's why I I think this this championship is going to be. It's a, it's a, even even if the cars end up becoming be closer and the the teams that we think should be the top teams start creeping back. I think by the time they creep back, it's going to be too little, too late. That's you know, I think the the fight does really look to be Ferrari and Red Bull, which I can only think will just end up being Red Bull because at some point Ferrari will Ferrari themselves. <laughs> you never know. Maybe this is the year that they don't. Maybe, maybe. Got it. The curse oh. of the curse of Kimmy. Kimmy's gone. Ferrari yeah. are good. Yeah. Now that <laughs> now that Kimmy's left F one. Ferrari are coming good again because of all that money that they paid him not to race when they signed Alonso. Mm. And it's some ancient Viking curse that he's invoked on them that they will be pants for the rest of his career in F1. Mm. And now he's left F1, the first race after he's gone. I don't know. It's Ferrari. There's, I, th- I think we need to keep an eye on them. <laughs> yeah, as I... Um, as I said um, <coughs> to um, a friend of the podcast, Dan O'Brien, when I was on his radio show at the weekend, if Ferrari entered a shooting themselves in the foot competition, they would be disqualified for shooting the wrong foot. <laughs> right. So, the race. Um, it was exciting. I will certainly give it that. It wasn't one of the ball fests. It, it dropped off a little bit in the middle, but these things usually tend to do. I seem to remember there was a bit, maybe about 15 laps from the end, where I said to you, this needs a safety car or something, just to liven it up. 
which we got. We got. We but definitely, it definitely got the there was definitely a point where it was like this needs a little something just to get it going. Well, we, we certainly we certainly got that, and it did um, it it did liven things up quite a bit, um, in good ways for some and in bad ways for others. Um, right. I mean, doing the team-by-team thing would really be starting off with Red Bull, but there's quite a lot to talk about with them. Mm. You know, there's there's definitely more than two DNFs. And, I mean, the the cars were quick. Yeah. Um, Max was looking like he could well be on for the win. Perez, chance of pushing for third, double, Mm -hmm. double podium for him. And then if it could go wrong, it did. It, um, just before we go on to what, what went wrong, I feel uh, Perez was in a bit of an iffy place in Red Bull. He was almost almost drifted into being Bottas in this race before things started going wrong for them. Yeah, he was there, but he wasn't really doing much with it. Yeah, and kind of out of the window mm. as well, out of the window where he could do harm to the Ferraris. Uh, I was a bit confused at where where Perez's pace had gone, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I think up until up until sort of you know we really noticed Perez, he he mm. was quite anonymous, wasn't he? He sort of he wasn't he was less of a threat to Signs than Signs was to Verstappen. Yeah, absolutely. Again, though, is it the curse of the second Red Bull car? Or has it just been made completely undrivable for anyone that isn't Max? I don't I don't don't think it can be because. The, these cars, I mean, fair enough, they can jump in them in the simulator and stuff like that. But because they're so new, the teams don't know what their drivers need. I think I think we'll have a damn good idea. I, do- I don't think they I don't think they will because they won't know what the grip levels or anything like that. You know, they won't until, until when you've got a car that goes from like surface aero being the like the major player to ground effect. They're not until there's a few laps in uh, like a few races under the belt even the drivers won't know what they really want out of the car so i i i think that it should have been a level playing field it could just be simply the fact that the um verstappen is much better than perez you know maybe that mm. maybe that's it maybe he's just dragging the most out of the car because he's just simply better than him but i would have wanted him to be closer really so especially at this point. Yeah, I mean last time last time regulations changed, Red Bull I think thought they'd built a car for Vettel and it ended up being a car more for Ricardo. So you would Yeah. You would like to think they'd kind of hedged their bets and not go for one over the other in case they really got it wrong again. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it is it's a bit worrying, but we'll see how he goes. He might he might have just not had a great race this time, you never know. Mm. I mean, yeah, you can you can have a can have a complete off day. Um, there were enough drivers had those last year. Yeah, and, mm. there's, and there's been enough number two Red Bull drivers that have had them all career, which we will get to later when we get to all the former Red Bull drivers, of which there are many. Um, mm. Yeah, it it was. Um, I'm going to get shouted out for saying this, but it was good to see Red Bull walk away from a season opener with zero points, just just so we didn't get wall to wall bloody. Christian media horner. Yeah, I, to be perfectly honest, him and Toto, um, I, I'm I'm getting a bit tired of them both. I'm afraid. 
I mean, the, the, there are there are more interviewable team principals. Oh, I think they're more interviewable because we don't interview them as much. Yeah, you, know, you get the, overexposure, don't you? When it's the same two all the time. Yeah, uh, but but I think I think the problem is, it's overexposure and the fact they both really fucking enjoy it as well. Mm. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, you, you can see, you can see when they're doing interviews, they're not doing it to promote the um to promote the brand they're doing it to promote themselves mm-hmm. mm. yeah yeah so it'd be nice to have a bit more binotto into the into the mix more ferraria yeah a man of uncertain linguistic skills so he, <laughs> he did several interviews in english this weekend all seemed fine he seemed fairly comfortable why he wouldn't do it for netflix who knows but <laughs> maybe like fernando he's got a deal with amazon <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Which which is why there was um, next to no Alonso in Drive to Survive this year. That big uh, uh, that big AWS logo that's um, that appears on the Alpines might be a bit of a giveaway. Uh, of course, yeah. Oh, well, if I never see Drive to Survive again, I will be fine. Well, apparently, um, Dominicali is in discussions with Netflix over Drive to Survive. Yeah. Um, basically, stop making it a drama mm. and stop making things up. They're like one season away from between like a drive to survive Stranger Things crossover episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's. I think right now it's a case of um, they're going to rename it The Only Way Is Paddock. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, apparently. Um, Dominical is not massively happy with the um, with the fact that the inventing narratives mm. and doing the doing the creative editing which we which we talked about last week mm-hmm. to um, bring up these stories which are in no way related to what's actually going on except for the words were said just not in that context and at that time and as part of those conversations. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's nah, we're, like we're, the... we're not the we're not the ideal audience, though, are we? No, but it's a bit. Yeah. No, you're right. We're not. We're not who it's aimed for, um, and that would be fine if it wasn't a legitimate sport. Mm. You know, mm. that's the. It's not like, um, it's not pro wrestling, and that's exact. That's exactly what Drive Survive feels like. It feels like watching pro wrestling. It it would be the same as if you did, um, if you did the same sort of like storylines and things like that that you get on the run up to WrestleMania. It would be the same if you did if you had those on the run up to the next UFC. Mm. It's like yeah, yeah it's like do... you've got someone sat there going, okay, that's the good guy. We'll make him the bad guy. Yeah, it's and it's not the the idea is is that the sport should su- supply the drama, not a writer. Mm. Unless it's unless it is completely fixed, as various people were claiming over the uh, over the winter oh. break, we're not not going into that one either. But I'll t- oh I, my I, god, no! Hang on, I need to tell you this. But oh, I, I, oh, just before oh. you say it, the uh, the Twitter mute button has had some serious use these last three months. Oh no, I I don't mute or block anybody. It's my it's it's, it's my it's my Twitter policy. I can unfollow <laughs> them. It's easy enough just to unfollow people. Um, well, no, if you mute them, then you don't get to see people retweeting them as well. 
No, no, that's but that's fine. If if people want to retweet, then then I I, I feel if if people I'm I speak to retweet things, then I should see it. So you can always just keep scrolling if you don't like exactly. It. You don't, and you don't need to get upset. Nobody needs to get upset. <laughs> um, the um, I was I was flicking through the what was that other thing TikTok the other day, oh, and yes. I came I came across a fully grown man. That was in like a Ferrari child's bed, which he appears to make his TikToks from. <laughs> and he talks about Formula One. He's American. And uh, he legitimately had the, a conspiracy theory about Mercedes. That Mercedes, I, I mean, obviously, he, he doesn't watch that closely because he didn't realize it was only on one car. Um, but he noticed that the uh, Mercedes now run uh, fluorescent yellow around mm. the numbers on the car which is just Lewis's. Yeah. Um, and which has turned it into Nico Rosberg's car as well, I might add. But uh, well, he's wearing Nico Rosberg's helmet. So. Yes. I know. It's fucking wild. And all, all you give, you, you put that on Twitter, all you'll get is, he was wearing yellow. He was wearing yellow and cutting. Um, but uh, yeah, this guy was saying that Mercedes have put fluorescent um, logos ar- around the numbers because in the rules it says the number has to be clearly visible and he and this guy thinks Toto Wolf is at some point in the season gonna try and get the whole grid disqualified because his cars are the only ones you can see the numbers on. Right. Wow. I mean there have been some frivolous protests over the years. <laughs> that I think would be stretching it even beyond frivolous. My reply was, this is why people don't think Americans should have Formula One. Did he have fluorescent numbers on his Ferrari bed? I don't know. I I imagine he's got a burner laptop and he lives in his mum's basement. (laughs) (coughs) I thought thought burner laptops weren't a thing anymore because Samsung fixed the battery problems. I'll get me coat. (laughs) Talk, talking of bad jokes, I would like to thank um, I would like to thank everyone who got in touch about um, last week's charge to barge joke. I said it landed somewhere. What? I don't even Char- remember I, I, that. I can't one. remember now. The Su- it didn't land the Susie, here. Clearly. Susie Wolf Formula E Netflix series, right? Potential. Oh, shall we just shall we just just move on to McLaren? Did we talk about the the fuel situation for Red Bull? Oh no, the whole reason they had two DNFs. No, we didn't actually mention <laughs> we didn't actually mention the fuel pump, did we? No. So yeah, that's I think what they've said it, it looked like it was was some kind of fueling issue, same or similar for both cars. Yeah. Now the thing is with the with the fuel pump system, some of them are spec parts that they uh, that they're told to use by F one, and some of them are team parts that they can either source or make themselves. And it looks like it wasn't the spec parts that went wrong. So it's their own fault. So yeah, it was um, mechanical faults with um, both of their um, both of their own bits. Mm. And Ooh, yikes! And Max's steering issue that he was complaining very uh, very bitterly about after the after his last pit stop. Um, Scarbs pointed out actually it was um, it was a bent suspension rod on one of the cars. And it looked like it got damaged in the pits. Oh. Mm. As if they've twatted it with one of the big wheels. Yeah, that'd be a problem. So that's uh, that's why a lot of bad tra- pit stops, wasn't there? A lot of bad pit stops this week. 
you know, it's, I, I, I take it it's getting used to the new size wheels. Yeah, but... there was a lot of, lot, certainly a lot of slower ones because obviously these wheels are a lot heavier and it's taken them a lot of time. I think they were saying at one point um, teams haven't been able to do as much practice because the tyres are so much heavier they can't practice for as long. Um, that, that, was, that was Ted's fact was of the week. Was that one weekend. of Ted's facts that... of the week, was it? Oh, yes. Fucking hell. Um, well, C- Crofty said it on the Sunday, and uh, everyone instantly said, yes, we know you've been told that. Ted told it to you yesterday during <laughs> qualifying. Ah, but yeah, I think it is going to take a little bit of time, I think, for them to get back to the sort of sub-two-second pit stop. I mean, it looks like now the two-and-a-half two to three-and-a-half-second stop is going to be the average. Although, don't forget, they did bring the new, um, the new things in towards the end of last season where there's at least a tenth of a second pause before the um, completed work light comes on for each wheel gun. Mm. So that was... I mean, they, they did, that for, did that for safety just to make sure that all the wheels actually went on. Except in F2 mm. where they ended up with like two cars with three wheels at one point. Yeah, and there's even there's even less people to do that, so they should know when they put if they put a wheel on or not, because the other the other guy won't be responsible because they're the other guy. It's only one person per wheel. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was it, mechanical gremlins all round for uh, for Red Bull and their powertrains. Was it the fuel pump that actually caused um, caused Perez to lock up, or was that just the engine seizing up completely? I think it was the fuel pump caused the engine to seize, caused Perez to spin. So I think that was they were linked, but it was not directly the fuel. Mm. Um, I think actually his engine is fucked. I think he's uh, going to be on to engine number two this weekend. Now that that is not a good sign. It's going to be a problem later in the year. It is going to be a problem if they can't. If it's one, they can't take back to. Is it Milton Keynes they've got their powertrains? Is it all part of the mm. same campus? Yeah, I think If they right. can't take it back there and fix it, that is going to be an issue. Is it, is it three engines? I think so, as far yeah. as I know. For 20, I mean, 23 yeah. races. Yeah, three, three engines. Three engines isn't enough anyway. We no. saw that last year. Well, don't, so don't forget. One now. Don't forget, it's not, not 23 races. It's um, 23 oh. and two thirds because of the yeah. sprints. Mm-hmm. Very true. That sounds like a Naked Gun film. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or your, your record player's on the fritz. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe if you play it at that speed, then um, Kylie Minogue really is Rick Astley. Anyone old enough will get that. Hmm. All right, we'll carry on. Um, yeah, so it's with the sprints as well. Th- three seems to be... Um, a little bit tight. Yeah. And it's a, a bit ambitious as it is without having shot through an engine in one race. Mm. And of course, he's not the only one because um, it looks like Gasly's engine's completely toast as well. Yes. Um, we will get, we'll get to Alphatore in a bit. Uh, but yeah, now, now McLaren. Anyway, McLaren. Um, they were there, weren't they? Yeah, they 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 took part. Are we are we rechristening it the uh, McLaren Participation Award this season? Because they turned up and drove around, and I think it pre- wasn't good, was it? It wasn't good. I think probably premature to say for the season. Um, there's you know they they would be I think a bit early to say they're shite all year, but yeah, not not good signs. 
No, I mean they they've had they've had the brake problem. They've got the cooling problems. Um, what was their result? Was it Ricardo fourteenth, Norris fifteenth? Yes, it was. It'd be interesting to know what that what the issue is because mm. that car had pace mm-hmm. in the first test. You know, they were, and genuine pace in compar- comparable with Ferrari to the to the point where you've got to think that if if they'd have carried on with that trajectory into the second into the second test we would le- we'd legitimately be looking at McLaren, Red Bull and Ferrari as the fastest teams I think um I know that this brake problem they had because they were boiling the brake fluid weren't mm. weren't they mm. it was something along um, those lines yeah I know that the this fix they've brought in for the for the brake ducts is literally just like a this will this is going to have to do us for two races and we can fix this once the double head is out of the way um so that that isn't done i i think somebody uh, i can't remember whether it was driver is it driver is it driver 51 is that Six, YouTube driver 60? driver 61 scott mansell yeah i can't remember <laughs> no it wasn't him then it was somebody else there's another aerodynamicist an ex mercedes guy that's got a youtube channel on oh there. another one another one you mean i can't i can't remember his name yeah, he's fucking great. It was, either, it was either him or the race. I can't remember who I was watching. Um, but they suggested that the, although that the, the fix. Ooh. No, I don't know. You're still that. You, yeah. ne- you never went. Yeah. Um, all, uh, although it stopped the, bl- the brake fluid boiling, it spoiled the airflow over the front of the car. Uh. And that would, that would suggest all of a sudden why they've lost a load of downforce. Mm-hmm. And but, that, w- um, that would also explain why they can't get the tyres up to temperature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm. I still think there's. I still think there's a chance that car. I. I. I feel that there's more of a chance of McLaren sorting their problems out quicker than this. I think he has gone this Sadies. time. Oh, there nope, it is. There is. There is. The, the way I look at it, because. Was I cutting out then? You kind of had, you had a really. It sounded like you had a dramatic pause mid Mercedes. Oh, we we had this the other week, didn't we? Yeah, mm. the, uh, the, the the thing with the there must be a software thing, wasn't it? Anyway, the um, yeah, because they they at least had a quick car in the start. Mm. Mercedes have looked like they've had a bit of a handful all the way through this. So I I feel like there's more chance of. McLaren joining Mercedes, even though they're so far down, back back down the grid, than there is of Mercedes all of a sudden joining Red Bull and Ferrari. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think it does. It definitely feels like yeah, for McLaren, it's gonna be an easier fix because I think even sort of fairly early on in the race, we heard them telling I think it was Ricardo to do more cooling and that temperatures mm. were going up. So it's if they can fix that, hopefully they should be moving forward a bit. You'd like to hope, because we've seen McLaren make the comeback after the um, after the hell of the Honda years, and then to find themselves back down there again, it's like, it, it's either boom or bust. Mm. Yeah. Uh, especially just coming off the back of them getting that like, big sponsorship with Google and Android. You know, it's... For, for, them, for them to get this like, big old money sponsor on the side of the car... And then all of a sudden be right down the back of the grid. That's not too fucking good for them either. No. Doesn't really look it now. 
Um, Williams next. Latifi in 16th and the returning Alex Alban, whose birthday I think it is today. It is Alban's birthday at point of recording. Yeah. Um, Alban was in 13th. Um, he looks all right for a year off, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he doesn't, doesn't seem too rusty. And um, the car, while not world-beating, uh, well, it proved to be faster than um, faster than a couple of others. Mm. Um, I think Albon's Q, uh, uh, like trip into Q two was uh, George Russell esque. Mm. We could have, we could have Albon as the new Mister Saturday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but Williams didn't really. You didn't really see them do a lot during the race, but. Um, they were solid. Yeah, it was it was fine, wasn't it, for them? There was nothing nothing really went wrong. Both cars made it all the way around. Would we have maybe expected a bit more from Latifi, given that he's in year three with that team now? To have a new teammate come in and outperform him is a bit yeah yeah. And and Latifi was whereas album was made like ahead of a couple of people in racing. Mm-hmm racing people latifi did his job of just holding the back of the field up yeah. once again didn't he so mm-hmm. that wasn't wasn't ideal by any stretch of the imagination yeah i mean when it, when it comes to the um when it comes to the mini league table of canadians with rich dads i think he's still roughly in second place <laughs> uh, did uh, did anybody hear what uh, ralph schumacher said about um uh, uh lance stroll Oh, go on. This should be good. Uh, given the uh, the fact that he's you know his his teammate hasn't driven a Formula One car for a while, just got in the car and out qualified him. Uh, he said it was disgraceful, and Lance should find a new hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Is he trying to get David Schumacher into uh, Aston Martin? Do we think? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> just what the world needs: another Schumacher. We'll do, we'll do Aston Martin now. Cause, um, I think they they sort of roughly come up next. Stroll in twelfth and Hulkenback in seventeenth. Yeah, I think he said um, the late call up. He wasn't quite physically ready. He was a bit knackered by the end of the weekend, which is is understandable. I mean, it's not it's not as late as one of the call ups that he had last year when he had to drive across Germany to um, jump into the car for qualifying. Yeah. But yeah, I think he probably would have preferred, particularly given how hot it is in Bahrain, I think he said he would have preferred to be in slightly better condition than he was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what what is with Stroll's qualifying? How can he still not qualify? He is the third best qualifier in that team. <laughs> it's madness. Because, I mean, he's done all right during the race. He's gone forward. But if he'd started 12th, he would have he, finished in the, probably been in the points. Hmm. Madness. He's just—he's just got no one-lap pace whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, does he take like five or six laps to get his tires up to speed? By which, probably by which time it's the end of Q one and he's missed out. That whole team is a fucking horror show. I'm afraid. It—it <laughs> it is. Can I mean, because let's not forget they did the same thing. Very near did the same thing. Has did. Like although um well you know I I know Haas just decided to sack off, um like development in mm. order to build a car for this year, um they kind of did the same thing because they bought the pink Mercedes you yeah know, I, I know the pink Mercedes last year came with its own problems because of the rake situation, mm-hmm. but they still chose to buy an off the shelf car 
so they could focus all their efforts on this year. Mm-hmm. And they've got slightly more budget than Haas. Yeah. But they've got budget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, well, I mean, you're talking about a team that not only has like, put probably the most money of any other team into new facilities, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the new factory they're building, the new wind tunnel that they're, that they're having built, um, but also a team that's willing to put the money in that, that are talking about building their own engines yeah. in 2026. So this isn't the trajectory of a, of a team that you would feel has aspirations to become like a full-on independent manufacturer team. Yeah, I, and if they are, they're, they're, going, they're going about it in completely the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. very, very underwhelming opening race, I think, for them. Is it Stroll? Is it Daddy Stroll? I don't think it helps, does it? Because I think I think doesn't seem to. No, I think if you got Hulkenberg race fit and put him in the car alongside Vettel, realistically, I think you would have a better team than Stroll mm. and Vettel. Oh I, no, I, I meant um, I meant Daddy Stroll. But yeah, but, but like Daddy Stroll's the reason for Stroll yeah, Junior, yeah. isn't he? If he if he was independently picking his drivers based on talent, you probably wouldn't be picking Lance if you have an option for Hulkenberg. Yeah, but he, I mean, I mean even, even as in part of the team, you know, mm. it's the this, the same thing happened with Williams, didn't it? You know, as soon yeah. as the Stroll money came in, the, I mean, I know there was, there was extra factors in, in with Williams as well, but mm-hmm. it's that, that was a team that was third in the Constructors Championship and then found themselves being bought out by a Canadian company. Yeah, I, I don't think it helps, does it, that you have the person who's making the decisions not necessarily being a racing person. Obviously, he kept Otmar around for a couple of years at Aston, mm-hmm. and now he's gone. Are the right people at the top making decisions? I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't get me wrong, I quite, I quite like Martin Whitmarsh. I, mm. uh, he, he always come across really well. But, but he's too much of a wet blanket to tell Lawrence Stroll, actually, no, mate, you're being a bit of a twat here. This is what we yeah. should be doing. Whereas I think Otmar probably did tell him that, and that's why he's out now. I mean, don't forget they've got what, what's he, Mike Crack, <laughs> Nominal, nominally in charge. Is he is he there as a Lawrence Stroll yes man? Possibly. Mm. And Lawrence Stroll comes with the reputation of, um, the only way Bond to describe villain. it is... Bond, Bond villain who does micromanagement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not good. Um, it's a shame as well because that was always a team that because it, it was that was Jordan, wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So apart from like the dark days of Jordan, like the like, the last what what year two years, um, you really had a team that used to punch well above its weight. Then yeah. it became Force India. Force India was punching above its weight, and it, mm-hmm. they were always like the they they were the, they were the mid two thousands Jensen Button of teams because it was like if instead of like if you just give them the car, it was like if you just give them the money, they might build the car, mm-hmm. mm. um, and that just doesn't seem to be happening. No, I mean the you know they've got they've got the money now. There is there is no denying that they've got the money. It's what are they going to do with it? Mm. And at the moment, it appears to be not not a great deal to show. Uh, right, next up, I think we 
have uh, um, I think we'll we'll do Alpine next, and there's not really a great deal to say. Cause I mean, I mean, Chris put it put it best on our little side chat where he said they just spent the race racing each other. Yeah, they had a little bit of a nice battle between themselves, and that was that. Yeah, Ocon came mm. seventh, Alonso ninth. Ocon had a five second penalty for punting Mick Schumacher at the start. He did. Yes, I'd forgotten about that. Um, I I think Alpine Alpine look all right. You yeah, know. like not if if Haas hadn't done so well, would be looking going Alpine are in good shape here. It's just Haas of yeah double double points finish is yeah. solid. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Alpine are sort of still in that group um, round about the middle. It's just um, the with the with Alpha Tori. Mm. Yeah, it'll mm. be they'll have good races. They'll have not so good races. And where they come overall will kind of depend on who else has their good races and not so good races. Yeah, and, and do we include Haas in that group now, though? Oh, maybe. The um, I think Haas ahead, isn't it? The midfield. I mean, we may as well we may as well do the whole lot of yeah. um, Alpine, ha- Alpine, Alpha, Alpha, and Haas. Alpha, Alpha. Double, double Alpha. <laughs> as long as Dizzy doesn't knock my mic stand over. Mm-hmm. Can't have a show without a podcast. Um. But yeah, I mean, Sonoda getting um, getting up into eighth. Uh, Zhou Guanyu in tenth on his debut. Apparently, China is the first country to have um, their first driver score points in a Grand Prix since obviously the first season. First ever driver, mm, yeah. yeah, fair play. No, it's good. Good for him. I think that good. Good opening thing. Obviously, benefited a bit late on, didn't he? From uh, Red Bull's implosion. But... Yeah, but you, you, I, I you take, read that you take story. what you get. Mm. I, I read that story. I can't remember which one of the sports stories it was. But the, but the fact that somebody had decided, like, because, I mean, it's it's such a non-fucking event, the, the whole <laughs> thing of, he, he was the first, first person from his country to score points on their debut. You know, it's great. And it's like, what, Are you suggesting we, this we, is a stat for the sake of a stat? Was nothing going on that day. <laughs> was no, was nothing going on that day, and somebody turned around and said, "Like we, we from whatever magazine this was, said we've got Chinese investors. Could you find something good to say about Joe, please?" <laughs> <laughs> all I can all I can say is, if you don't like stats for the sake of stats, do not ever watch baseball. Oof. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the on, the only sport where. The, you know, you're watching maths with danger of sport breaking out once every ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's, and realistically, it's just pro rounders. Yeah. So. <laughs> There's probably a stat for the number of times it's been called that. <laughs> um. Yeah. Where, where were we? So. Um. Yeah. Alpha Alpha Tori in that group. Um. Gasly was Gasly was looking strong until his yeah. engine went foom. Mm-hmm. And was that the fuel pump as well, or was that something no, completely different? No, that was different? unrelated, but I can't remember what it was. But I know they've made a big, they've made a big like, oh no, it's definitely not all three of them doing the same thing. But I can't remember what the issue was for him. Yeah, you know, the worry for Gasly now is, of course, that that's one toasted engine, and um, that's going to be early penalties for him. Hmm. It's worrying. It was three Red Bull Honda power power units as well. Yeah, I can't remember what I it was for Gasly story. now. Um, apparently, in his own, in his own words, uh, I'm not too sure what happened. Just out of turn one, the whole car switched off. I parked it, and then a barbecue broke out. 
<laughs> That's fair. Mm. I don't think barbecue is the official technical term for what went on. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, worrying how quick it caught fire. Yeah, because it seemed to be just a little bit of smoke, and he just pulled up as you do, and mm. very quickly that was a lot of fire. It was. It's a good job he moves fast. Well, I I. I... I saw a thing talking about the like when they were talking about the Red Bull failures, saying that this new fuel they're using like burns mm. hotter. It's E10, and, isn't it? Which is what's yeah. slightly more ethanol in it than um, last year's. So I was thinking to myself, like, well, if that's like if the fuel burning hotter is a it results in cars catching fire mm. quicker, that's not. Ideal. It's not great, no, given what we saw with like Grosjean a couple of years ago. It was battery, by the way, for Gasly, they reckon. Mm. A battery for Gasly. Yeah. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, that's 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 kind of that's kind of worrying. I mean do, um does that come down to a cooling issue again? That I do not know. If it if it overheated. I'm not I'm not I'm not used to batteries bursting into flames. No, no. no. I've stopped buying electrics from uh, car boot cells a long time ago. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll ring me dad and ask him. I was going to say, that's if where only, he, that, only your dad had the same policy. That's where he gets all his electrical equipment from. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been to that car boot sale in Tenerife. I got a York City alarm clock. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and in terms of with the battery, yeah, don't know is the short answer. Don't know what um, what the issue yeah. is there. Um, then on to Alfa Romeo, um, Bottas. After not getting uh, not getting the car out during uh, what was it Q two where he didn't even manage to set a lap he did an installation lap and the car stayed in the garage qualifying next to Lewis are you talking about P two P oh was it P two I was going to say in Q two not, not he P2. definitely did something because he got through to Q three sorry flu meds mm. <laughs> I might I might have got the day nurse and night nurse in the wrong order fantastic. <laughs> Um, yeah, P, uh, P2, where he didn't actually turn a lap. Ah. Um, fantastic qualifying. Mm-hmm. And then had an absolute mare of a start. And I don't think we ever really saw that there was a particular reason for it. He just Everyone around him started quicker and he went backwards. And I think he got tangled in the... Or had to avoid the Ocon-Schumacher debacle and spent the rest of his day getting back to where he started. Yeah, which I mean, he he made it, you know, he made it back up in the end um, mm-hmm. again through luck a little bit, but um, getting it up to um, getting it up to sixth mm-hmm. was um, was good, and obviously Joe Intent shows that he knows he knows how to get that car round. Yeah, um, we could we could be seeing good things from Alfa Romeo this year because it seems like they're going in. Um, I mean, sixth and tenth is better than anything we saw from them last year. That is true, but they did only have one driver who was capable of scoring points on his day when he could be asked to have his day. Yes. According... I'm not even sure they had that. No. But according to Bottas, he managed to cook his tyres on the way to the grid, apparently. Don't they all... Don't... Aren't they meant to send them to the grid on used tyres and then put the race tyres on once they get there? No, I think I think this is on the, on oh, the parade lap. On the formation on the, lap. On the formation lap, yeah. So that's good. Don't do that again. Yeah, that's a that's a bit of a rookie mistake for somebody. I mean, they were they were all rookies on these tires, weren't they? But yeah, yeah, I guess I guess so. But you you should at least yeah, you, you know, live and learn <laughs> what to do and what not to do. It's not like they haven't had any shakedowns or testing or uh-huh. both. <laughs> um, was 
was anybody th- sort of th- thought maybe this might be the making of Bottas? Because th- this was probably, mm-hmm. like, as far as the drive goes on Sunday, uh, it was probably his best performance, wasn't yeah. it? You know, in like f- for ages. This for me kind of reminds me of when Ferrari binned off Massa and he went to Williams and he had, as it was then, the young Bottas next to him. It could mm-hmm. be sort of a similar sort of thing for Bottas where he goes to a different team, has a bit more freedom, results are slightly more interesting. He's got this young teammate following him. It could yeah, it could be good for him. Yeah, because, you know, this is, this is when we see him as the sort of the senior experienced guy mm-hmm. in the team. When, <clears throat> I mean, to be honest, he's never not been, while he's been at Mercedes, he's not been in a position of trying to put the car somewhere that, somewhere ahead of where it should be. Mm-hmm. Well, the crazy thing is, where, where, sorry, where did where did he finish on the, in the race? I forget. Sixth. Sixth. Uh, given what that Mercedes is like, there's absolutely no way he finishes sixth in that Mercedes. That's the really weird thing. Very possible. You know, if he, yeah. Yeah. If, if if he was still in the car. Yeah. Uh, I I would would even go as far to say as that he might not have been in the points. It is possible. But don't forget that was the old broken year to year contract. No stability. Can't plan for the future because you don't know if there's going to be one. Bottas. This is this yep. is. The new are we, are we Bottas seven point possibly yes. Who knows? Like, but yeah, if he if he has but like Russell, I know we'll come on to Mercedes in a minute. But Russell ended up where he did because he had a really good start. If Bottas cooks his tires on the way to the grid and goes backwards in that Mercedes, he's not finishing fourth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh now nosebleed time. Hass. Good lord. Crazy rock stars. Crazy. In the, in the in the words of Gunter Steiner, excellent fucking Viking comeback. Yes. <laughs> that, that 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 video is out there from K Max Team Radio. Yeah, the team radio they couldn't broadcast for many reasons. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. I was I was thoroughly dubious about. Yeah. All right. They've said. The right in 2021 off. It's all going to focus on the 2022 car, and I was waiting to come out for them to come out with an absolute donkey of a car. Mm, no, they oh. seem to have done. They seem to have spent Mazepin's money quite well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great, isn't it? And the fact the fact that they brought K Mag back because we've always liked K Mag on this podcast. Of course, always never said <laughs> bad word about him. Okay, dog, <laughs> <laughs> love him. <laughs> Love me some <laughs> Magnusons. Um, yeah, after after a, after a year in IMSA, and effect, effectively giving up the chance of um, giving up the chance of titles in IMSA mm-hmm. to come back to F one. Um, I, I, I thought he was kind of setting himself up for a fall as well, but no, he was well up for it, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he was bloody rapid. That's his fastest lap in comparison with everyone else's. His um, fastest lap during the race was a one thirty six six. So that was the that was the eighth fastest. Mm. Um, everyone everyone else finished above him. Um, everyone else that finished above him, except for Bottas and the Red Bulls, finished ahead of him in the race. 
So, yes, he had the pace for it. And, oh, God, there's a cat going in the litter tray, if you can hear any scratching. Nice. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, the car looks good. It looks stable. It looks balanced. And mm-hmm. um, I was a little, you know, I was a bit sorry for Mick Schumacher getting turned turned around at the start because that obviously affected his uh, affected his race. Um, he Given finished... that he was... He was 12th, wasn't he? he? 11th. 11th, sorry, 11th. 11th. So, yeah, he if he doesn't have that trip with Ocon, he could have had points. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was def- definite potential for a double points finish for Haas after the, um, after the nightmare that was 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was planning on asking up until Sunday, have Haas made the right move getting Magnussen back? Um, I, don't think that's, I don't think that's a question right this minute. I don't think it's a question no. anyway. I think the given what they have, because this is one thing to say, I think it's been lost a little bit in the praising of Magnussen mm. is how underwhelming Schumacher was. Yeah. Because he, he you know, only had to outperform Mazepin, who yeah, we know wasn't necessarily, it was fairly low bar being set there. It's his second year. It's his second mm-hmm. year. His teammate hasn't been in a car for over a year. Um, you know, limited limited testing time in the car. I don't even think Magnussen got to go in the simulator. I don't think. I think he. Sure. I think the first time he dealt with that car at all was at the test. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, so well, thought, well, he actually signed his he actually signed his contract in Bahrain. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah. He turned up without a helmet. He did, the helmet wow. wasn't ready yet. <laughs> see, it, it kind of made me like the. I know we yes we've given, we've given Magnuson some stick. I'll mm. be, I've, I'm, I, 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 I'll fucking own it. But I, I also, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest and say some of it was deserved because he he does have a tendency to be a bit reckless occasionally. And yeah, we, I, and we I, know we I, know as well from the suck my balls hoodie comment. He can take it. He he you know yeah. he'd let you know if he had a problem with you. Mm. Um, but like I'm a sucker for cult of personality, and I'm a sucker for. Um, I either there's two 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 ways I like uh, support people. I I either like really really respect them or I want them to be my friend. And um, where, like seeing Magnuson go into the garage and how happy everybody was, and then the story. Did you hear the story about his contract? Where the him coming back to Formula One was a verbal agreement without a manager involved with Gunther Steiner. Mm. And Gunther just turned around and said, we'll just give you your normal two-year contract. And he said, yes, that'll be fine. Mm. And then headed off to Bahrain after a <laughs> phone call. And I, I fucking love in the the world of Formula One, where everything is, is so fucking sanitized, Mm. I I love the fact that there, there wasn't even a, it wasn't even like a gentleman's handshake agreement. It was just a conversation over a phone that had somebody become a Formula One driver again. And I love the fact that happened. And it's uh, like obviously I've all, I'm always going to have the soft spot for Alonso as far as my uh, um, like non English driver goes. But I Magnussen can fill my Kimmy hole. <laughs> Sounds like it's a um, very to- rare... token Scandinavian. <laughs> yeah, sorry, very, very. Re- I was going for a very rare <laughs> biological condition. <laughs> Got him right in the Kimmy hole. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, Mercedes next. After this little sort of brief pause and jump cut. Less cat so, shitting. 
Oh, that's a good one to come back to. Oh, sorry, that's... I didn't realise we'd quite hit go there. Oh, I'm sorry. I'd, I'd hit go. Yes, there was a there was an emergency break. Thank you, thank you very much, Dizzy. She's she's still washing herself. Uh, so anyway, yeah, Mercedes. Um, where has it gone? Where has the pace gone? You know, was the pace in the side pods all along? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the car's the car's difficult to drive. Um, porpoising like crazy. Um. But it finished. It finished. So we know the fuel pumps work. Yeah. And the engine doesn't burst into flames. Um, best of the Mercedes runners. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. it. It was the best of a bad situation, wasn't it, for Mercedes? And if that's if this is how they're finishing when their car is shit, once they make it work, it, it could be back to old Mercedes. Yeah, hopefully, um, if they do get the car working this season, hopefully it just turns it into a bit of a three-way fight, rather than all of a sudden we get to Australia and everything works and that's it, they've mm. gone off into the distance. I don't think that's going to happen. No, I, I don't I mean, think it's going to be a quick fix. Yeah. Even, no, but even if even if it is a quick fix and they manage to fix that car, mm. I, I don't see them all of a sudden just being like a second quicker than Ferraris. You know, it's It's such a big gap to make up. Yeah, um, I mean, how fast were how, how fast? How much off the pace were they? Let's have a, let's have a look at again the uh, fastest lap chart. Uh, Lewis was fifth fastest with a one thirty six two. George sixth with a one thirty six three. Yeah, that's well over a second and a half behind Leclerc's fastest lap of one thirty four five. Yeah, I would. I mean, they said that they turned it into a test, didn't they? Mm. I think that was. Because realistically, for most of the race until the craziness happened, um, they looked like they were just stuck where they were. You know, the uh, I think they it just looked like they were gapping each other, and what whatever was whatever was being run was being run. Mm. When was Leclerc's fastest lap as well? Was it on one of his outlaps while trying to keep Verstappen out of the way? Because that's obviously a slightly different impetus to... uh, 51 so probably not actually mm. <laughs> clean air after the safety car possibly yeah um mm. Verstappen also set his fastest lap on the same lap mm. nine tenths of a second down okay intriguing new tires as well wasn't straight yeah. for Leclerc straight after the safety car that's yeah. very true yeah um I mean George Russell's best result in an F1 car are you not counting Belgium? When he's done more than two laps. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, uh, it's just a shame, isn't it, that Mercedes went up there as well. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think, um, I don't think this will last all season. I, th- no. I think Mercedes, they're the kind of team that will find a fix and they will throw the hours into it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think we'll see, we'll see them challenging for wins this season. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised for them to take a jump towards Red Bull and Ferrari this week. It w- I, it's not beyond the realms of possibility because when you look where they were, you know, where they, they were completely out of it. Mm. And then all of a sudden, come qualifying, they were half in the mix all of a sudden. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, if, if they did that in the space of the weekend, I... Uh, I, I, do, I don't think uh, I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility they can be more competitive. I don't yeah. I don't know whether they'll be quite there, 
but but further away from Haas would be a start. Mm. It's not beyond the realms of possibility either that in terms of them jumping towards Red Bull, that Red Bull slide back a little bit trying to sort out what's going on with their fuel pumps. Yep. Yeah. And then Ferrari I... drive off into the sunset. That'd be sad, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a forget Haas currently sits third in the Constructors' Championship. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. <laughs> get, get your head get your head around that um right that leaves us with ferrari um you can't really you can't really say a dominant win because they were being you know they were being challenged by red bull mm-hmm. right up to the point where red bull went foam a dominant dominant reliability yeah for ferrari good, didn't mm. it? um we've, we've often seen ferraris be iffy at the start of a season because it, you know, it has been known to take a couple of races for the car to bed in, but you know, for once we've actually got a red car that's hit the ground running, mm-hmm. and they appear to be standing up to the new uh, the new regulations pretty well. A pole for Leclerc obviously showed that it's got single lap pace and a fastest lap in the race, nine tenths faster than anyone else. Definitely shows that it's um, it's race pretty racy as well. I'm going to point this out. It's not unknown for Ferrari to win the first race of a season. This is true. Although, was this their first one since 2010, did someone say? No. Would that be Vettel? It was Vettel Alonso. Vettel won, Vettel won his first race in Ferrari. Oh, I didn't think he did. I thought he won about his third in Malaysia. Or maybe he did see. I've I've got it in my head that he won in Australia when Australia was the first race. I might be wrong. Oh, he must have done actually the one the one where Haas were wankers. Yeah, he must have won that one. Yeah. All right. Let's. Have, yeah. Yeah. Let's have a look. Um, can I find Ferrari's all-time results anywhere? It will have it a dedicated that... Wikipedia page. No, you are you are right. They did win that one, didn't they? Would have been would that have been twenty seventeen? Twenty seventeen yes. Yes, Vettel won that. Mm. And that was that was the first time since twenty ten. Ah. Yeah, so it's not but it's not unlike Ferrari to come out of the blocks mm. good in a season, so it's this it's like this every year, isn't it? Every yeah. year something happens in the first race and everyone goes, Oh well, championship over, mm. forgetting that. They blinked over the winter, and now there's 46 races in a season. <laughs> there was some stat this weekend as well about um, how was it for the like, last five or six years or whatever, whoever's finished second in the opening race has been world champion. So all aboard the sign hype train. Um, I think, quietly, this race was really fucking positive for Carlos Sainz. Yeah. Because he was nowhere, well, not nowhere, but he was nowhere compared to Leclerc. Mm-hmm. And he slowly chipped away at it, slowly clawed his way back to the point where he was he was there to take second place. Now, mm-hmm. if you have a bad weekend and you finish second... It's all right, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, don't, <laughs> don't forget, we've been, we've been saying this about science since he started F1, which is pretty much since we started this podcast. He just gets on with it and all of a sudden he's there at the finish. And it's like, where the hell did he come from? Yeah. Uh, I'm also pointing the fact uh, fact out that uh, that uh, Leclerc, unless something's changed, and I, I know I'm not on the Leclerc hype train, never really have been. Um, he's fragile. 
We've seen him before when there's when pressure's on Le- on Leclerc, he fucking throws it into a wall in um uh, Baku or something like that. You know, it's he's he has a tendency to to lose his head and to get very emotional. And I, I don't I think that's what would lose you a battle with Carlos Sainz because Science feels a bit, may, maybe not quite as spectacular and explosive as Lewis Hamilton, but he's another one of those drivers that is just, he's going to consistently be there all year. You now, if you, if you give him a car capable of finishing on the podium, he'll be on the podium every opportunity that car can get there. Mm, I know what you mean. Like with, with Leclerc, he can be a bit, it's fine, everything's going well, or it's shit. Yeah. And there isn't really this kind of, it's all right period for him. Yeah, just just look just looking at previous results, and he can. Yeah, he can, he can go from podium in the first race to a retirement in eleventh. Yeah, he's a bit binary. Mm. Yeah, he, yeah. Or he, he can be. Yeah, he can. Has a tendency to go all over the place sometimes. Um, it'd be interesting to see how the rest of the season pans out for him, but. Ah, science is looking good. The car's looking good. Um, if Leclerc's had the, I mean, maybe it's just a case of sports. You know, need to say good sports psychologist just to get just to yeah. get over that, just to sort of take that final step to being the next Ice Man. Mm. Although, with him being from Monaco, Ice is probably just diamonds there. <laughs> Tell you what, if, mm. if for a fiver's punt, it's probably it's probably the uh, the best time to ever put a uh, world champion bet. On a Mercedes right now. Yeah, probably is the longest odds you've seen for a while. Yeah, probably get something better than evens for once. Mm. Uh, right, that just leaves us rock stars and wankers. Uh, rock stars definitely Hass, Gunter, and Kevin. Yes. Yep. Um, Ferrari for making a car that actually worked first time. Yep. A Honda engines wankers again, or yeah. Honda. Red, Whatever those problems were. Red Bull Honda Power Train Pump Inc. Yep. Wasn't, wasn't that by Gorillas? Possibly. <laughs> um. Any other Any other nominations? I mean, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get some. Uh, we'll get some over uh, Twitter and Discord over the next few days. Aston Martin wankers. But Hulkenberg Rockstar for coming in at short notice. Yeah. And out qualifying I mean, his teammate. His qualifying performance, but I mean, is that more of a story of his teammate than him? Possibly, possibly. Yeah, I, ju- I yeah, it's just it was just a a thing, wasn't it? The whole the whole Austin Martin thing is a bit of a letdown. I was really hoping, like, I mean, I thought they were going to be a team that was going to be like where Hass is mm. now. Yeah, you know, I thought they'd be they'd be there, they'd be up there with McLaren and snapping at the heels of like whoever was the slowest of the top teams, but. Now that's not a quick fix. No, I think it. I think it's going to be a long year for them, and uh, Lawrence is going to get involved a little too much. Probably expect to see management changes there before the end of the year. Oh God, <laughs> Mark Whitmarsh is going to get sacked again, isn't he? <laughs> I I think Aston Martin are in danger of becoming the new Ferrari, where um, you know, for for every loss, they sacrifice a manager to the gods of motor racing. I think Austin Martin should get Ross uh, um, Ron Dennis back. Oh Christ! Oh my God! Can you imagine? Can you imagine him and Lawrence Stroll in the same video? Yeah, 
I can. <laughs> I really can. Oh. And I, I can imagine the boardroom as well. It's like two hours of them just in a stare off. <laughs> It will, it will be two hours of them spacing the chairs so that they're, that they're identically Oof. apart and measuring the chairs so that one isn't taller than the other. I mean, did, did, you, did, you, did you see the, um, the Amazon series about Stoffel, Grand Prix driver, mm. sort of in the last, the last days of Ron Dennis? And actually, in the McLaren boardroom, they had a carbon fibre spacer that they put between the chairs as they were laying them out so they were all, yeah. all an identical distance. Any other situation, that guy's sectioned. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you get you get the ultimate um, sweating the small stuff and the ultimate micromanager. Actually, yeah, bring him back because then the people that can actually do the work will just be left to their own devices to get on with it without being told how to do everything down to the last millimetre. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like one minute you're you're making sure all the tiles aren't cracked, then you sort of you you you're making this whole building. You build you're building this fucking crazy Bond desk layer. Then you're separating the chairs with a with a spacer, and before you know it, you go, "Oh fuck, I've turned into Jeffrey Dahmer." Yeah, it's it. He's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Although it has to be said, the the McLaren lair. Is one of the coolest buildings I have ever set foot in. It is the coolest building I've ever set foot in, and probably will remain to be the coolest building I've ever set foot in. And even now, watching whenever it's whenever McLaren's on the TV, it feels special looking at it. Do you do the? I've been there. <laughs> Absolutely, on my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sat, sat watching TV. I've been there. Like, it, it's it's going to get. It's going to get to the point where you'll be saying it that much. Shunt Junior will be like, "Oh, shut up, Dad." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, we have another race this weekend because we're um, halfway through a double header. Back to um, the roller coaster ride that is the Jeddah Street Circuit. Now they've made a couple of modifications this time. There's a couple of corners that they've widened. By modifications, do you mean they've actually finished building it? Um. Yes. Yes. Because the... it wasn't quite there, was it last time? Let's be honest. No, but these these are definite these are definite track mods. Although uh, some journalists are complaining about crap views from the hotel room windows, or not having views, or not having windows in the hotel. Yes. Um. But yeah, they've um, they've, they've widened a couple of corners, but it was a it was a bit of a behind the sofa fest last time round. There were a few, weren't there, where there weren't necessarily big runoff areas and it's quite a high-speed track and it was a bit bit interesting in places last time. Yeah, I mean, Max will be going into this one looking to make up um, for losing out on that qualifying lap, which was massively faster than anyone else right up until the last corner when he basically tried to take the wall round it with him. And... Um, no one knows how well these cars are going to perform on street circuits because they've got a. It's obviously it's a different, totally different aerodynamic characteristics because it's more of a funnel effect with the close-in walls. So there's a chance with all the aero being under the car and a massive difference in pressure, we could be getting even faster, faster speeds than last time. This could be a reverse of what these new regulations have um, are meant to have uh, sorted out. And it's a later race start than uh, than before. I think it's uh, sets off um, flag drops at six o'clock UK time. This is Sunday. weirdly late. Yeah. 
So are they expecting it to be massively hot during the day and then there'll be, obviously they'll be racing on a cooling track, but is it, if it's going to be a cooler track than previous, then again, that's going to add to the speed because cooler tracks are faster tracks. Mm-hmm. So this could actually be even even more terrifying than last year's race. This has one, two red flags all over it, doesn't it? It definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. Restart city. Yeah, <laughs> we are we are not we are not getting a lights out. Then and away we go. <laughs> Ninety minutes later, the flag drops. Yeah. You know, we we are we are getting stops. We are getting pauses. We are getting the track cleared. We are getting the bloody sweepers out. Mm-hmm. And More of it, like I mean, I love Formula One anyway. Like I love, I, I, I enjoy sitting and watching the whole race. Don't get me wrong, but let's all be honest. For like, like corner one, lap one is the fucking really, really exciting bit. So give me three of them. Yeah, bit of bit of carnage. It just kind of mixes up the strategies. Mm-hmm. It gives you a bit of bit of flavour. Clean fun. No one needs to get hurt. Yeah, yeah. Just, just a, a wheel here and there. Yeah, just a little little bit of little bit of damage only. That's what we need. Uh, we also need some predictions. Oh, shite. So, who's going first? I hadn't even thought about no, it, No, I haven't off, thought that. Off uh, you pop. Right, I will Ladies go. I will go. I'll go Signs. Yeah. Uh, Verstappen. Russell. Oh, you think, the, you think the comeback's on? I've literally no idea what I'm predict- predicting. I'm just thinking if there's going to be carnage, wordy podium. Right, I am going Leclerc, Verstappen, Sainz, and Lee. George Russell. <laughs> Just Russell, everyone else is going to crash. Has he gone? Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> Max Verstappen. That is interesting. We will get Chris's prediction off him sometime between uh, between now and Sunday. Do you know what? I genuinely had my face, my 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 hand over my eyes then, <laughs> thinking of that. Like you know, you know, like where when in Star Trek they have to divert power to shields. I, I was like, <laughs> I, I I don't I don't have the brain capacity to try and think about this and see. <laughs> <laughs> so you can never say we don't put any thought into our predictions, putting in so much. <laughs> Thought oh, no. that you are rendered blind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get Chris's by Sunday. If you want to take part in the predictions, go to the website three legs four wheels dot com. Hover your mouse over the game section or tap on the game section, and uh, you can put your own predictions in. Top three, um, pole position, fastest lap, how many non classified, either non starters or non finishers, and. Um, is there going to be a safety car or not? I would tick that. It will give you a free point. Oh, we do Formula Lee again. Do we need to do that? Um, week, we? we do. We've not had the results yet because the spreadsheet, the spreadsheet intern hasn't provided me with them yet. Sacked. I was going to say, have we shot them? Um, no, we we may have we may have to get yet another spreadsheet intern if he doesn't uh, if he doesn't book his ideas up. <laughs> Abs- absolutely not in my name. Um, um, but it's it's gonna it's gonna be Bahrain. Uh, sorry, it's gonna be Saudi. <laughs> It's not Bahrain. We've just done Bahrain. I'll have we'll have the results as soon as, but it's going to be Saudi. It's going to be a two week one because we've got two weeks between races. Mm-hmm. Um, Lee, you picked the car last week, so Sean, you can pick the car for this week. Bearing in mind they're all twenty twenty one spec cars. Uh, what was the car last week? It was a Williams last week. Uh, I think we should go for the Ferrari then, since they've had a good week, even though it's last year's. 
uh yeah ferrari ferrari we'll do it we'll do it in the dry again so that's uh realistic mode ferrari in the dry round uh round saudi you've got two weeks which will be sometime at the start of april because i've not got a calendar in front of me and i don't know when it is uh but it's first first monday first monday in april um you need to go to discord to put your um put your entries in and there's a link to discord on the website threelegsfourwheels.com under the uh, contact us section so join there send um send your screenshots in um right not much news to say apart from it looks like we're getting a las vegas grand prix woo and an africa-based grand prix is being buzz around that as well at the minute which everyone hopes is kyle army yes uh, once it gets properly uh, properly upgraded, because I think it's on, only fit for, only suitable for testing at the moment, or possibly not even that. But Stefano Domenicali reckons there could be up to thirty races. That'll make mm. him popular with the uh, mechanics and the like, won't it? I'd, I'd like a word about this because I was watching the I, I was reading stuff on social media today. When when did everybody get so concerned about other people's work schedules? Like the, all I saw was from supposed Formula One fans was, mm. oh my God, you know, how do you expect people to do this? How do you expect people to do so much travel and stuff like that? Like, do they, are they any, re, have they, they any real like, idea that there's people that spend their whole fucking year traveling? You know, there's, there's people that go, like, join the army and spend the majority of the year away from their families. I suppose There's when you sign that, up to the army, though, you know that's what you're getting yourself into. Whereas if you're, I, you, you're an F1 I'd mechanic when it was sort of 17 one. races a season, and all of a sudden in a couple mm. of years it's doubled pretty much. It's then. not been that for a while, though, as it's 17 races. It's and not I, that I, long I, ago. And if, but if, you've, if you work on oil rigs and you're X amount of months on, and then you have a week off mm. and stuff like, that, stuff like that, and the top and bottom of it is jobs don't suit the people, people suit the jobs. Mm. So... If you're in there for that, and if you don't suit that anymore, then you don't do that anymore. And somebody that that schedule fits their lifestyle is going to gravitate towards that job. And it just it just seems that there is a frankly fucking lazy or a, a relatively well what seems to be lazy component of people out there. That even the fucking very idea of hard work and dedication makes them so uncomfortable they have to say that it's wrong. And I don't understand. I feel that like if people are going to put time and effort into doing these things, like, so, I mean, some people put their in, if like entire year's worth of effort into doing something. Like, say, say someone, someone wants to go and like climb Kilimanjaro or something like that. Mm. And they will, they will put a year's worth of effort and and dedicate their life to doing something that essentially gives them nothing back in return. At least when you look at people in Formula One, one teams, they're getting paid reasonably handsomely and they're doing they're doing something that they're really passionate about at the same time. Unless you're at McLaren, then you get given Freddos. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. But I uh, I just don't I don't get where this happened when, when this started. Well, surely, surely we should admire these people, not not try and start playing fucking faux violins for them. I think it is just sort of the shifting goalposts of it, though. Is that if you if you've signed up for one thing and you have a work contract that mm-hmm. says you're going to be away from home for twenty weeks of the year, 
and then all of a sudden it's gone up to 30, then there's a breach of contract. Yeah, but there has to be flexibility in that. There must be. If it's not yeah, written just... into the contract, then no, there doesn't. No, no, no. But legally. Even, even just those those contracts must have that in because essentially you're working for a Formula One team, but that formula, but that team is working for Formula One. But you've got what is it the con the what do you call it the agreement where they have up to twenty five races a year. I know they've changed the con- that. Uh, the Concord now. agreement. The Concord agreement. That's the one I couldn't remember the word for. So yeah, if you've got if your contract still says up to twenty five, it's it's up to twenty four in the current up one. Up to twenty four, then yeah, for the yep. other six, you can like now go change your own tires, love. I, I would I, I would put money on it that that's, that the Concord agreement uh, uh, is tied with the teams. Mm. So it's the teams negotiate what they do, and the personnel are contracted to the teams, which is. But you'll still have you'll right, still you'll have do what we require you to do. Sorry, Lee, you glitched there. I thought you'd done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, you will still have within any employment contract, you will still have what your expectations are for your working hours over the course of either a week or a month or a year, whatever terms it is. But would it change? I mean, that, that's the thing. It's the, it's the travel and that would be different because if, you, if you're working for McLaren all year and, and if you know if you're, not, if you're not at a race, you're at the factory. Mm-hmm. You're still doing the same hours. You're just doing it in a different country. But you're away from your family. You're oh, traveling. Yeah, you're you're away, in a different you're, you're time up. zone. But then don't do it. Like part of being part of being in a global sport is being around the globe. Dizzy, stop being a twat. Sorry, we're just, just dealing with a cat <laughs> trying to trash the living room. <laughs> but yeah, it's still the but, principle though. If you have if you have a piece of legally binding paper that says you are going to be at home for a certain number of weeks of your working year, mm-hmm. and then that changes. And your contract is not, you know, like a limited term deal. If that's your rolling contract and that changes and you don't agree to it, then that is essentially a constructive dismissal if you choose not to do it. It could be. I mean, well, I suppose the thing would, would be then if you because you've got you've got teams which are made up of so many people and only a, only a few of those people go to the races. Yeah, so you I, have. I'm, yeah, you have your, your traveling squad, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure there's people back at home base mm. which are just itching to get on that team that yeah. goes around the world with the cars. So th- that's what I mean. The people that are open to do these things will... But you'll still have to reach a financial settlement with someone who chooses not to do it because their terms of job have changed. Well, no, unless you're t- unless the terms of your job are working for McLaren. You know, that's, you know, it's, it's so, well, you're, I'm sorry, you're, you're now working from home. For the next, for for this year, if you, if you're not, if, you know, if you if you can't go to the races, yeah, then yeah, you work for work from the factory. But so, yeah, but if that's... you have in your employment contract something that says you're race based for this many, and then you work from home the rest of the time, if that changes mm-hmm. either way, and then you go, oh, I don't like that, you can sue your employer. Yeah, but that's if that's how it works. Well, that that's how employment law in the UK works. No, 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 but that, that's if that's what the contracts are like for yeah. the Formula One teams. You know, because that, that, that's what we're doing here. We're kind of guessing at what a mechanic. From what, yeah, from, from my understanding of hearing mechanics talk about their, what the travelling mechanics talking about their contract, they would have a certain split within their... Sorry. That, Dizzy, will you mm. bugger off? <laughs> 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 they would have within their contract a certain amount of this is when you're at home, this is how long you're on the road. Yeah, but I mean that's. I mean, if that's the case, then 
that's something they'll end up getting ironed out. And like, yeah. like I said, if if from that point on, if somebody doesn't want to do thirty races, then they won't do them. Simple as that. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if teams end up bringing like, bringing in like a squad rotation system. I think that's where you would head with mm. thirty, isn't it? You would have sort of two, like they do with um, the paddock, don't they? Will you leave my fucking mic stand alone now, you twat? Um, <laughs> bloody cats, who'd have them? Um, yeah, they would have, what is it? You have one paddock that's travelling. You have one that's travelling at any one time, one that's heading to a race, and one that's at a race. So they probably have that with probably, people. Probably, probably have that with people as well. It, it's just that the um, the other venues that they're talking about bringing in, and Dominic Cantley said that no, no historic circuits are safe. At which point yeah. they all start wafting their contracts. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a mm. lawyer. I feel like I'm saying contract a fuck ton at the minute. <laughs> yeah, because um, you know we we could be we could be looking at losing Spa even after they've just spent thirty million on um, redoing the track. Mm. To be fair, that I'd did need to lose it. Monaco. And yet, ironically, that's the safest one on the calendar, <laughs> even though it pays the lot. <coughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't actually. It doesn't actually pay. It's the sponsors, isn't it? It's the it's yeah, the, the non-direct to F one money. Um, that's <coughs> absolute snooze fest this year. Isn't oh it? god, with these cars. Because <laughs> yeah, they are. They're just going to be all in a line. Yeah, more so than normal. Because I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be any scope for overtaking. No, they're too wide. Whatso- yeah. Whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But no, it'd be, inter- it'd be interesting to see what they do with these extra races. And Las Vegas, apparently, it's gonna it's gonna be a night race, and it's gonna include some of the Las Vegas Strip. Oh, and it looks like they're gonna have to change the weekend about completely, and it'll be local time a Saturday night race. Otherwise, it'll be um, in the early hours of Monday morning for the European audience, which I don't think they want. Mm. And are they thinking a Sunday morning in Las Vegas is probably a no go? Chances are because they'll have to hoover up all the drunks. <laughs> but yeah, they'll, they'll want it at night with all the casino with all the casino lights on and looking very Vegasy. Yes. So yeah, it could be could be sort of middle of the night on Saturday. So we'd have to watch it sort of partying like we're in Vegas. That'd be cool. I, I'm I, I'm looking forward to a Vegas one. That mm. would be good. I think it, yeah. I think it would look it would look the part, wouldn't it? Yeah, as long, as long it's as... three too many for the US. I don't mm. I don't know. Possible. I don't know because I mean three with three the ones that are on the calendar. You're looking at sort of east, central, and west. Mm. And somebody pointed out on Twitter, you know, sort of the the size of the US it takes. Um, what was it? One day, twelve hours to drive from um, Miami to Austin. Okay. Mm. So, you know, it's it's big. And mm. if has the US got the audience for it? I think it probably has these days. I imagine with your Vegas crowd as well, it wouldn't be exclusively Americans, would it? You'd get a lot of tourists. I think mm. that I think that's what the uh, that's what the aim is. Mm. Um, you know, like the, the race in Miami isn't just for people from Florida; it's for retired people as well. <laughs> I'm looking forward to next year when um, Formula One has to all of a sudden spin its way out of having Russian, the Russian Grand Prix again. <laughs> well, they've cancelled the contract formally, haven't they? So, mm. yeah, they cancelled the contract with the promoters, and because uh, it was the same promoters for Sochi as it was going to be for St. Petersburg yeah. next year. Yeah. So there's. There's no there's no contract with um 
with the Russian promoters at the moment. And you never know if things things change in the next few years. Um, we'll get the Russian Grand Prix back, and it'll be a back to back with the North Korean. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, we're going to Saudi Arabia next, so it's yeah. I I think it's fucking hilarious. I think it's it's hilarious when. Uh, that Formula One takes a moral stand and then goes, and next, Saudi Arabia. (laughs) (laughs) Believe me, if North Korean currency was um, readily accepted anywhere, we would be having the um, Pyongyang one. (laughs) (laughs) I still think that would have been the best thing they could do, is do the... uh, You could have the Korean Grand Prix, which covered, like, went over no man's land. Ah, goes in and out. Yeah. Well, actually, from from watching videos in North Korea, they, uh, they could have it as a street race, and they wouldn't need to close the roads because they seem to the roads in the city seem to be the most underused things ever. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Mm. Crazy. Um, pol- politics aside, um, that's probably it for this week. Like I say, so- sorry for being late, and sorry for all the coughing and sniffing and sneezing during during the pod. Normal service will hopefully be resumed next Monday, and we should have. Uh, should have a returning Chris Flood. Also, if anyone can get hold of Jamie Chadwick, we'd, we'd love to get her on the show now that she's um, re-signed with Williams. Mm-hmm. And for her to become the third W Series driver on the uh, on the podcast. Behind the already two friends of the show ones. Yes. Um, yeah. Right, if you want to get in touch, I've plugged the website enough, threelegsfourwheels.com. You can get access to uh, Formula Lee details on there, link to the Discord. Um, we're at Three Legs Four Wheels on all the main socials. Individually, we all are at Sean Cowper, at a Total Shunt, at Pablo One Hundred, and Chris is at Flood Twenty One. If you want to support the podcast, um, just go to Patreon.com/slash Three Legs Four Wheels. You can pledge there from as little as one dollar, one pound, one euro a month, and um, it keep it keeps us ticking over in um, cold remedies <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> Um, we'll be back next week. We'll have got the uh, we'll have had the second race of the season, so we may we may well know where um, the pecking order is starting to level out. But it's going to probably be, won't to be fair. Actually, no, it's going to be absolute carnage. I'm looking forward to it, and I'll be on we'll be on live chat over Discord over the weekend. So uh, we will see you then. Have fun. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.